When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into episode 209 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Bridget Prue here with Scott McLaughlin. And Scott and I just went to Eichel's Day with the Cup. So we just went up to Skate 3 in Tingsboro and... Scott, when we got there, that line was insane. I mean, there was, I, I don't know if there was an official account on it, but Angie, one of the other Bruins reporters that was there was telling me it was like 3,000 people. They thought just about 3,000 people were there. Um, huge turnout for Eichel's Day with the Cup. Yeah, it was crazy. So you got there even a little before I did, but I was there, you know, quarter of 10 and it was, and he wasn't even there yet. Cup wasn't there yet. And it was wrapped around the building, like zigzagging through the parking lot. Um, you know, someone like one of the fire, de- one of the guys from the fire department side said, uh, you know, he had heard people start lining up as early as like six, six thirty AM. Like, um, yeah, obviously the cup itself is a spectacle. So like, that's always going to draw attention anywhere it goes, but clearly, you know, for Jack Eichel to bring it to his hometown and to his home rink, where he grew up skating and still skates in the summer. It's uh, yeah. A lot of fans, you know, obviously everyone, just about everyone wearing Eichel stuff, whether it was, you know, a lot of Vegas gear, obviously, but saw some BU sprinkled in, um, you know, plenty of Chumsert stuff. So uh, kind of covering all, all his bases there. Did not see a lot of Buffalo Sabres stuff. I gotta say like no. maybe one or two here and there, but uh, yeah, it seems like everyone, Everyone got the memo to make all of, you know, their switch and update all their gear to Vegas stuff. Yeah, I think there might be a good reason for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe they're like, ah, let's get the Vegas one. Not not just because he won the Stanley Cup with Vegas, but also because he really did. Like, his story is pretty interesting because he he's a local kid, went to school locally at BU. But then he ends up, like, when you're such a high draft pick, you end up on teams that, like, you're, you don't have a great chance of winning the cup your first several years, usually, um, unless you somehow are like Tyler Sagan and the Bruins, like you end up on the Bruins because that was a draft pick given by another team. But um, so he ends up struggling like in Buffalo and, and wanting out and not necessarily getting the treatment from their medical staff that he, that he wanted. And he ends up in Vegas and what uh, a way for him to finish it. go to a team that was a contender and he had you know he had a lot to say about his you know what got him there um why it was so important to bring the cup back to his home things are not his hometown but like his home area his home rink um and 
it, it was just, you know, probably a really frustrating journey for, for him to get there. Yeah. And, and so we were able to talk to I Golas and, and a few other media members who were there and people can hear that we're going to tack it on to the end of this episode. So, um, you know, you can, if you're interested, you can hear what, what I had to say. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, so while I was there, I got roped into going on a uh, Bernie Corbett's Bernie Corbett's college hockey show, uh, BBU connection there. And, and we were talking about like how, you know, he, Eichel's name at times, like kind of got dragged through the mud in Buffalo and you no, know, he got criticized as like, can you, can you win with him? Does he care about winning? You know, do, can you build a team around him? Like all that stuff. And I, I've said this before, like, I always thought that was extremely unfair. Cause it's like, well, what did they have around him? Like not that team was so poorly built year after year, just terrible signings, just not being like, didn't play defense, didn't have the goaltending. And, you know, obviously like Linus Allmark had some decent seasons there at times, but um, there was just so little around them and so much turnover in terms of, it seemed like they're firing and hiring general managers, like every year and a half, you know, coaches, all of it. And it's like, that's just not, the way to build a team that's going to win, especially, you know, when you're trying to build it around someone like Ike, like you can't have all that turnover and expect it to ever work. Um, you know, I remember covering him when he was at BU and like that whole season, it was, yeah, obviously he cares about his draft stock. You know, he, he was going into his draft year that season uh, and he wants to look good for NHL teams and all that, but he wanted to win. Like he knew that, BU team with him there was special and had the chance to do something special. And obviously they came up just short in like the most heartbreaking way possible with um, their goalie, you know, literally dropping the puck into his own net and things kind of falling apart from there. Which is um, a scene that Scott doesn't usually like to talk about. Nope. <laughs> it's we're not one of your best memories. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to move right past it, but, but like he was, he was devastated after that. Like that was, you know, clearly meant like everything to him at that time. And I was like, I, I don't think that went away. Like, you know, I don't think he got to the NHL and was like, Oh, well, I don't care about winning anymore. No, he was just in a terrible situation. And at times did he maybe not handle it the best. Yeah, probably. But again, he was, you know, an 18, 19, 20 year old kid that you're trying to build a franchise around. Like it's, it's a lot, that's a lot of expectations and pressure. And, you know, he wasn't able to rise above everyone else's failings. Um, so he goes to Vegas and first year he ever makes the playoffs, they win the cup and he leaves the team in scoring and is mm-hmm. a huge reason why. So um, yeah, I always think it it's, was, it's BS when people say like, oh, they like this person doesn't want to win. Like there's very few athletes that I want that I can think of that I'm like, this person actually probably doesn't care about winning like James Harden. Like, he's like really probably one of the only athletes I think like he just might cash in the paycheck and that that's just kind of crazy especially in a sport like hockey where in the NBA people are getting paid like 50 mil a year like okay and then they like go on vacation whatever <laughs> that might be what they prefer to do but in the NHL I just doesn't feel like that at all um and this is something that I've made a point of in the past just because of like in personal experience um, not getting the right like health care for yourself when you know like something's wrong and when you know like this is how I want to handle my body and people are saying like um, oh we should try this instead and you're like no I know my body um, when he was going through his situation in Buffalo 
um, where there was a disagreement between him and his doctors and the medical staff with the Sabres. Like, I just don't like the idea of a team being able to kind of like tell you what you can and can't do with your body, especially when you think it's going to like help your career. Um, that is going to be one of the worst feelings, just like based off past experience of me having been recommended to do uh, certain things with my health that I just thought did not make sense for me. So like, I don't, if, if he was mad with Buffalo, like that's to me, that's incredibly valid. Yeah. And I mean, to an extent, I also get like Buffalo's hesitation. It, you know, it was like an experimental surgery. It, no hockey player had had it before and, and continued playing. So like, I understand some of it, but ultimately it's like, if he's convinced either, either you let him do it or you trade him. And ultimately they chose, uh, but I think by that point, honestly, like even if they had caved at the 11th hour, everything was probably so frayed and beyond repair at that point that like a trade was going to be inevitable anyways. Um, since, since we are not just a exclusively a Jack Eichel podcast though, there is a Bruins tie in here because we asked, you know, I asked him about Bruce Cassidy, um, you know, yeah. question about it and, uh, said, said, and by the way, we'll get to Cassidy for like a minute as well because he had the cop on on Thursday, and there was uh, a little bit of a viral moment that kind of uh, made some headlines. But we asked Eichel about Cassidy, and he had like incredibly high praise and said basically the way that Cassidy got Vegas to play and got Eichel to play was why they won the Stanley Cup. And I talked to Jack Eichel's dad there as well, um, which not for the podcast, but I, I, I'll have some quotes from that in a story. And his dad said, like, the way Cassidy got Jack to play, he was like, he turned him into a 200-foot player. And I, I think J- Eichel has always taken pride in defense. It's not like he never, it's not like he ever ignored it, but it just wasn't a strength. And, like, it became a strength for him this year. Mm-hmm. Just becoming an all-around center who was very good at both ends of the ice. And and his dad was like, yeah, I think Cassidy was a big part of that. Like he got him to care about that and really commit to it and work at it from day one. So um, there was a, yeah, there was a lot of praise for Bruce Cassidy from Jack Eagle. It was, it was more than I was expecting, honestly. I, I mean, not that I was expecting him to say anything, you know, bad or anything like that, but like, it seemed like it was maybe something that we missed out here in Boston during the season. Um, like, how just how much Cassidy was able to impact Eichel in particular. Um, and yeah, he said straight up that Cassidy, like essentially as in part of a longer question was the reason why they won. Um, so that's pretty much as high praise as you can give some. Yeah. Um, before, I guess, before we get to the, I got it. Cause this is just going to be a, a quickie episode. Uh, we weren't even originally intending to do something, but it was like, well, that was a that was a really cool event. So, like we we were there, we might as well um, show some reaction. Um, Bruce Cassidy had the cup on Thursday and had it, as we mentioned on the last podcast, had it down in Milton for you know a great event, launching a charity in honor of of Cassidy Murray, um, who tragically died in an accident in Aruba. Uh, her family was there, and it was a little bit of. So I was not there, and I'll just to, you know be transparent but a viral moment where Cassidy took the stage and they were playing the Bruins goal song some you know by zombie nation and 
Um, it was Steve Conroy of the Herald who tweeted that out, and people kind of ran with it. And as much as Steve tried to clarify that, you know, this wasn't Cassidy's idea, like, you know, Bruce Cassidy said he knew nothing about it. Like, <laughs> clearly wasn't, you know, by no means was he trying to, like, rub it in anyone's face. I think it's pretty clear that what happened is, like, you know, someone who's working the event, putting it on or whatever, thought, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's hockey, it's, it's hockey Cassidy. Song. People yeah. love the Bruins goal song. Like, of course I'm going to play it. And it, these things don't get, like, they don't get planned way out in far in advance or anything. Like, there was stuff at Eichel's thing today where it was, like, some of it was clearly pretty well planned. And then other things were, like, they're figuring out as they go because it's, you know, it's a lot of people, it's a small space and like, you know, eventually you just kind of figure it out and get, get going. Um, yeah. So I know people ran with that and were like, Oh, well Cassidy was classy on the Greg Hill show, but like that was clearly a dig of the Bruins. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like yeah. it's, it, it was totally out of his hands and someone just thought like that was a good song to play. And, but you Scott, know. what's better for talk radio? Yes, what, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so the moral of the story is this week has been full of the Stanley Cup being paraded around the area and it not being paraded around by Bruins. Um, it being paraded around by Golden Knights, which I mean, a lot of people are big Eichel fans because, you know, that's the kid that grew up around here and they grew up rooting for him and, you know, they'll have their pictures with him now forever. And some of those kids that play there, I'm sure aspire to what Eichel did and and to be like him and bring the cup back there another time. Um, so it was a cool event. I, I actually had never touched the Stanley cup before, so I got to touch it. Uh, that was, that was great. Um, but was there anything else, Scott, that you wanted to say before I got to get back over in this room over here and do my job? No, just that that it's cool, like seeing you know an NHL star like that, like still connected to to his community. Like the the owner of Skate Three and his family were were there, and you know, like Eichel obviously is friendly with them, has known them forever. A couple of his teachers from school were there, and like he, you know, he recognized them right away, and like stuff like that is just cool to see. And I know they're bringing it around to other like restaurants, bars in the area. Um, they're bringing it to Swicker's Pro Shop in Bedford, which is where he always went for his equipment and skate sharpening and all that. So, like, I, I just find stuff like that like really cool. Like, you know, you, you get it for one day and you bring it to the to the places that that meant the most to you growing up, and like, it's just cool to see. Yeah, it was jam pack jam packed day because he came from his parents' house to the rink, like his childhood house to the rink. Um, I talked to some people there that said he was going to bring it to. Uh, the fire department and the police department, or at least for, you know, those people to see it. Um, and then when I asked him, like, he wasn't super specific because I don't think he wanted anyone to know where he was going, but um, he said he's going to finish out at his house um, with family and friends and drink some beers out of the cup. So, I mean, yeah. perfect end yeah. to the perfect day. I, I figure by the time we post this, they'll have already moved past his wickers. So I don't, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by, by naming a place, but uh yeah anyways yeah i know I, th- I think that's it quick little quickie episode and uh now you can you can hear from michael uh it's a special place to me and um special day 
Is this where the dream began for you, right here? This is where it began. This is where I learned to ski right here on this, uh, this rink right behind me. Uh, fourth birthday. Uh, like I said, I still come back here, and uh, they're really good to me. They let me come in and skate when I want to, and, and uh, you know they're pretty, they're pretty generous with ice during the summer, so uh, I spend a lot of time here. Talk about the end, the dramatic entrance, the police escort. When's the last time you got a police escort? Probably would have been during the playoffs at some point on the road. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know what? They said they were going to have an escort. I didn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect as many, uh, you know, policemen and, and uh, you know, motorcycles to, you know, help bring me here. But it's all part of the memory and, and just to have that experience and uh, to have all of them drive down on my street where I grew up and my parents' home, uh, you know, and then the cup gets dropped off there. It's pretty cool. Did Bruce hand it off to you at all? Or? No, no. Bruce is still down the cave. He's probably golfing today. What does the rest of the day have in store for you? Uh, just, you know, seeing some some different people, um, you know, taking it to a few places that have meant things to me and uh, then, you know, just enjoy with the people that helped me, you know, earn it and uh, it's just nice gathering of family and friends and enjoy it and probably, uh, you know, drink a bunch of beers and uh, we'll enjoy it. Out of the cup? Uh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> how, how can you not? Jack, what were you thinking about the first summer line outside? You know what? I was... I was expecting a lot of people. I don't know if I was expecting this many people. Um, you know, it goes to show the support in the hockey community around here, and it means a ton. Um, just being around the last few days, I golfed up here and uh, just doing a few things. You run into people, and everyone was telling me that they were coming, so I knew that the turnout would be pretty crazy, and um, it's amazing to have all these people come out and support me. I saw your elementary PE teacher here. What was that like? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I, uh, I haven't seen her in a while, and... But I recognized her right away, and um, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty nuts. Um, it's pretty cool that she came. You mentioned Bruce Cassidy having him yesterday. What was it like having him as a coach this season? It was incredible. I mean, I think what he did for for our group and and for me as a player was uh, you know was you know the reason we won. I, I think he came in and you know the way that he uh, you know changed our game and uh, but just pushed guys and. You know, held everyone accountable, and, and, and the way that he was able to, uh, you know, get us to play, it was uh, it was great. He was uh, he was phenomenal. He was great all year. Do you have any preconceived ideas about you know what kind of coach he was from you know? I had nothing. I mean, obviously you talk to guys, but I'm a big believer in you you build uh, you build it off your own experience, and, and that's sort of what I wanted to do. Thanks, Jack.